All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Get Fit Podcast. So I am so excited to have this guest on today. I have been following her for ages. I'm pretty sure half of my phone is just screenshots of her stories, of her posts. I did not know how much inner child work I needed to do until I like fell into her Instagram and was, oh my gosh, I didn't even know any of this was an option. So I have Evelyn Wynn. She is a spiritual evolution coach and we are going to get into such goodness for y'all. I'm so excited. And if you could just tell us your story, how you got here, tell me all the fun things. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, And I love that you just like went in with like, you know, I didn't know I needed inner child stuff. And it's funny because a lot of people are really scared when they hear that they're like, Oh shit, you know, childhood was, you know, Oh my God. Like, you know, a lot of people have had traumatic childhoods and they don't want to relive it, let alone even talk about it. And so I just want to say like, I'm so happy that you have, you're having me on talk about this because there's nothing really that lights me up more. So a little bit about myself. I, you know, as you introduce, I am a spiritual evolution coach and you're probably like, what on earth is that? So essentially I help people evolve in their human journey on planet earth, essentially. Um, I help them evolve as a human. So through uh, mental and emotional health, um, their physical health, their spiritual health, and then also their wealth and financial health, because I do have background in business. So a little bit about me, I started off um, in the entrepreneurial space in 2015, and I was a personal trainer also while going to school full-time. I have my major in linguistics and minor in sociology. So I'm super passionate about language. You know, linguistics is a science of language. And I actually just got certified at the beginning of this year for my neuro-linguistic programming practitioner certification. So I'm like, if there's one thing that you need to know about me is that I love language and I love communication and not just the language where it's like, oh, you speak French, I speak English. It's like you and I both have a different language in the way that we even interact. And I love helping people kind of understand their language and then be able to communicate effectively with the people around them. Because like I said, um, you know, I grew up as a first generation Asian Canadian. So for any of you who don't know what that means, my parents were immigrants and refugees from Vietnam. They left Vietnam um, after, you know, communism, Vietnam War, they had everything stripped away from them. My family immigrated and sought refuge on boats from Vietnam to America, to Australia, to Canada. And so where I'm, where I kind of started was, you know, three generation household. I lived with my aunts, I lived with my grandparents. There was a lot of inherited family trauma. There was a lot of childhood wounds. My parents and family was constantly stressed about money and all these different things. And I'm sharing with you this really quickly so that you can kind of understand why I'm so passionate about the work that I do now. So I started off in personal training and this was when I was also around five foot three, weighing around 193 pounds. So I was very overweight. Mind you, my parents also didn't have money. So it kind of makes sense, right? Like, oh, family trauma, didn't have a lot of money, eat what you could, gain a lot of weight, then got severely bullied. So I got severely bullied, um, you know, had a lot of suicidal ideations. And then fast forward, you know, fitness saved my life. And so I'm so happy to be here on a fitness podcast because fitness is my first true love. It's my staple to everything. Um, And that's really what got me so in love with the personal development industry and wanting to support other women in healing their relationship with their body. That was the first thing was healing their relationship with their body. But then I realized, you know, as you probably know with fitness, it starts with the mind first, because if your mindset's not there, then none of your other results in terms of fitness, health, or anything is going to 
it's, you're not going to get there or at least not get there as easy as it, as you could be. And so that's when I started realizing, wow, I'm really good at this. Like I got myself down to the weight that I wanted to be. And then I got into fitness and health competitions. I was a fitness model. I was doing bodybuilding competitions. And then I was helping all my clients lose this weight. A hundred percent of my clients saw results within the first week when I was doing fitness coaching. And then after that, I was like, this isn't fulfill me anymore. People wanted to know how I did what I did. So then that's when I got into business coaching. And then I was helping my clients make like $10,000 months. They were financially free. And then obviously, you know what happens. It all boiled down to the mental and emotional blocks that kept coming up and up and up again. And that's when I realized, you know, this shit doesn't fulfill me anymore. It doesn't fulfill me just helping women look good in their body. It does not fulfill me helping women just make a lot of money. Like I want to help them do the deep inner work that actually fucking lasts for their entire life. That helps them rewrite the stories for good. That helps them break generational trauma and patterns for good. And then that was when I started going deep into my healing journey the last two years. Um, it started with inner child work and then it got into like inherited an ancestral family trauma. And then now this is what I do full time. I help my clients heal their relationship with themselves so that they can heal the relationship with their inner child and with their family and just like live the most free life. Because once you get rid of those blocks and you go back to that authentic piece of you, that authentic self, there's, there's nothing that you can't attain, not no dream body, not no dream business. So that's a little bit of me in a nutshell. I mean, there's like a lot more, but I also don't want to like bore your audience. (laughs) There's nothing boring about you. We're just going to start there. Everything is just so good. Like my childhood was garbage and Mm -hmm. I've blocked a vast majority of it out. God bless my therapist over the years who really worked through it. So I have mm, truckloads of childhood trauma and I don't want to relive a lot of it. Like I'm not ready to, but there are lots of things. Like it's taken me, I'm like 30 and it's taken me to now to be in a place where I'm like, it wasn't all my fault. That realization was like a turning point in Mm -hmm. pretty much like everything in my life to be like, all of that wasn't my fault. I was a child. I was like seven. What did I have control over? But for people who don't really think that they had a bad childhood, like if they're looking back and they're like, well, nothing necessarily bad happened. Maybe they didn't have parents who hit them. They didn't have any kind of abuse or anything like that. How do they still work on healing like from childhood traumas if they don't even necessarily realize it's there? Like why is it so important that we dig into our earliest years to see Mm -hmm. why we are the way we are now? Yeah. Oh my God. I love this question. Um, And I think the first step is, you know, you, you use the word childhood trauma. And while that's something that I still use with my clients, I use more so childhood wounds because oftentimes a lot of us, we link trauma to big, 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 big things. Right. And these are things that mostly psychiatrists and therapists and psychologists like really support you with. So I don't work directly with trauma. I work with inherited family trauma, um, which, you know, again, it's like potato, potato. Um, so with trauma, there's, there's a wide range, you know, a lot of people, they link trauma to murder, suicide, like these big, big, big things, but trauma, it varies in its size and intensity. So I actually, last week was doing a guest training for someone else's business program. And these girl, this one girl was like, you know, I have a pretty good upbringing. Like, I don't really remember anything that sticks out like trauma or wounds. And then I asked her about a current block that she's having. And it was a block that really kind of went back to her showing up for her business. And it was linked back to the belief of like, I'm not enough. And then I was like, 
did, was there any time in your childhood where you were kind of made to feel like you were left behind or not feel like you're enough? And she's like, oh my goodness, you know, my dad actually forgot to pick me up um, when we went over to grandma's house and she, he forgot to pick me up. And then I was just kind of like left there and I didn't know. And then she didn't realize that she had a ba- like abandonment wounds, maybe not as bad as other people, but she still had it. And so when she started going through my training, which was about helping them identify, you know, different types of wounds, you know, we have abandonment wounds, we have neglect, we have trust, we have guilt. And so when I kind of listed out like, quote unquote symptoms or different beliefs that gets caused by these wounds, it was like light bulb moment. And so that's when she realized, wow, like you can have the most amazing upbringing and we all still have wounds one way or another. It's sometimes just super minute, but that all plays into how we operate in our adulthood. And on the same side, if you had more trauma, really, that's then that's when you know for sure that there's so much more that you need to unravel. But I talk about this stuff so freely because I don't want it to be this dark, negative thing. Healing and inner child healing is so beautiful. There's not a single session that I've had with a client where we've talked about like their past and stuff where they're left feeling worse than they did before. It's always about moving you forward. You know what I mean? That's so good. I, I really like that you are talking about it so much because I know like it's really only been in the last couple years where like I'm open to talk about like life as a kid like people who knew me back then they know it sucks but like in even in my marriage I'm still just so honey this is why I'm like this I am I react so volatilely to some things because I'm still working through these things yeah but it's so in studying like things that you have been posting and reading articles and doing more of that oh I thought I grew out of a whole lot of things because I tried so hard to get away from my past that I overcompensated so hard that I built my own blocks from it. So it's definitely very interesting to my husband. He was one of eight. He had a very different relationship with his family. I was an only child and like trying to blend my poor childhood with what he thinks is a poor childhood and then being like, well, there you can be different. They can affect you differently. I definitely feel like people try to downplay it because they're like, well, it wasn't as bad as somebody else's. Yes. And and just discredit everything about them. How do you, like, do your clients have that where they're like, well, my childhood wasn't so bad. Like, how do you help them see that it doesn't have to be the doomsday life to validate, to be valid as things that happened to you? Well, the moment that a client starts even realizing that they do have those wounds, they start to see in a different light. So when you start to identify that like, oh shit, I have this wound or I have the, these issues that I didn't, I never realized before. And then maybe you hear somebody else. Like the thing is that when you start bringing awareness to it yourself, you have awareness of it. So it's easier for you to see it and hear it in other people. And that's why, you know, my audience feels so connected with me because in the times that I do share about pieces of my story, or I share about client stories that I've helped them with, then they go, holy shit. Like I didn't even realize that was a wound of mine. So then they see their own wound in a story of somebody else's. So then it makes them feel, okay, like I'm not fucked up or I'm not 
X, Y, and Z. Does that kind of make sense? So it's like, you know, we all have different like variations of trauma and childhood wounds. You know, for example, my, my, my family, you know, they came here after the Vietnam War, but like, I can only imagine how many more wounds my parents had because they were like really there when like the whole war and everything was happening. You know, one of my best friends, you know, she had a crazy upbringing with her family where there was a lot of like murder and suicide. Whereas like in my family, there wasn't necessarily so much murder, but it was like a different type of trauma. So I think when you start acknowledging that you even have wounds, it really, it stops, it, it almost like naturally stops the comparisonitis process in a way. It, didn't, it never goes away completely, but it minimizes it because then you're like, wow, if I didn't realize like I had these wounds, like I could only imagine how many other people are walking around with like their wounds. And when you start identifying your inner child, you start seeing the wounded inner child in other people. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. I've, I feel like I can connect and understand people who've been through a lot of things. I get it. It's a lot that you're going to have to work on and Mm -hmm. it's not all your fault and you can change your mindset. It's so, it's so much mindset. Well, yeah. I mean, mindset is 80% of it yet. It's the piece that nobody wants to take care of in fitness or in business, you know, that's why I had to leave. Like, that's why I couldn't just be a fitness coach anymore or just could be a business coach because it was driving me up the wall, seeing all these people spend all this money on like business programs and business coaches and all these different things when, you know, they might give you the strategy to be able to get there. But then once you get there and those blocks keep coming up, because the thing is that trauma and wounds, they don't just go away. We can push them away all that we want, but it gets stored into our body through emotions. And so whenever we get triggered in any way later down the road, those wounds are going to come back and it's going to bring us back to square one. You know what I mean? Are you starting to see kind of why like I had to leave? Because, you know, people get blinded by like, oh, I'm getting the success. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they don't realize that, okay, well, when you get there, you know, you're going to have these unresolved things come up and it's going to bring you back down a couple pegs. And then you quote unquote, then they'll feel like they wasted that money. And then it goes back to the beliefs of I'm not good enough. Look, I failed. I, and it's so sad because I'm like, you don't have to put yourself through that. And like, you know, and then people just feel, end up feeling worse off than they did. Does that make sense? Yeah, so much like in business coaching, people are investing so much in the strategy for the perfect launch to make five, six figures to have this perfect goal. But at the same time, they're not doing any of the back work. So if that launch goes badly, they're going to take all of it on as themselves and just like, it's just going to crush them. But if they've done the mindset work, they're like, what did I learn? from all of these things, make the adjustments. I've really invested in like business strategy only. I've invested so much in like mindset work because I knew for me, I was like, I can probably manage a strategy on my own. I love social media. I can do that. But I'm like, I need, when the bad days hit, I need to have something that's going to be able to help me move out of that Keep me going, not let me sink back into a deep, dark hole where I'm just sitting inside all of my trauma, just, I can't do this, trying to like escape. I could never do that because I am this, this, and this from my past. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I definitely love that you're doing so much for it. Business is just as much mindset as it is practical. You can have the best email marketing campaign in the whole world, but if you are just crying every day and miserable, what good is that realistically doing you? Yeah. Or like, even if you're like still staying at home, um, you know, I moved to California and I'm back home. I've been back home since August and I'm probably going back to California in like February when things really die down. But, you know, if you're kind of in a position like me where you're still at home, um, and there's still unresolved like wounds and trauma there, like that shit affects you, especially when you're growing a business like that negative energy between you and whoever is literally seeping into your energy field, which affects the way that you're showing up. So you might be like, okay, black, you know, I'm in my bedroom and I'm going to like show up and I'm going to create programs and blah, blah, blah. No matter what, how much you try to block that, it's still going to affect you. And people don't realize this. And I'm like, (sighs) (laughs) what what are some of the ways that you can have like as adults, Like, what are some of the ways you can navigate those relationships, like, with your parents going forward? Because I have no relationship with my family, and I am mm -hmm. here for that. But so many of my friends are growing, like, best friend, like, her mom is a narcissist, and we're learning to cope through that. I've learned so many things just from her understanding that and like her mom trying to move through that. How do people manage their parents if their parents put so much of that generational trauma, just that growing up? How do people manage that? Like, So you first, it all starts with us. I always say, and they always say, you know, trauma and the initial wounding is not our fault but the healing is our job. So if the things continue repeating and they keep going on, then that's when it's the balls in our court. You know what I mean? The initial of it happening, like it, it it is what it is type of situation, but to kind of navigate it, the first step is focus on yourself. When I say focus on yourself, I mean like try to remove everything away. What is it that you want? What is it? What kind of relationship do you want with yourself, with your family, with your partner, with your spouses? You know, what is it that you want? Let's say in your business, like literally get clear on what it is that you truly want. Then once you figure that out, Then you can start diving into, okay, what is the relationship that I currently have with all these different people in these different areas? And then from there, because when you know where you're at, and then you also know where you want to go, it makes that route a little bit easier. But if you don't even know where you're at, and you don't know where you're going, then that's when you're kind of like driving in the dust, and you're not going anywhere. You're not going forward. You might be going a little backwards, and you don't even fucking know. You know what I mean? So step one, figure out what it is that you want. What relationship do you want with your parents? If you know that you have really narcissistic parents, obviously you can't go from having a narcissistic parent to like being best friends with your parent. Maybe it's like, okay, let's try to get to an understanding. You know what I mean? And then from understanding, then let's see how I can see their life in their perspective or in their shoes. But do you see how it's hard for us to do that when we can't even, when we don't even know what's going on with ourselves? So it's like, we can't manage all those before we, until we manage ourselves, if that makes sense. And so that's why I always say like, we need to unravel and go into our healing journey, you know? And so that's why I have like a mini course on inner child healing, which by the way, um, if anyone's interested, let me know. But you know, in this three, it's a short three short modules 
And I help you identify what wounds are there. And I help you start healing that relationship that you have with your inner child. There's an inner child healing meditation inside. So it's all about starts with you first. Like really like the cliche of like, it all starts with you. Like they're not lying about that really. And then from you understanding your wounds, then it's easier for you to have compassion for other people, especially your family. So for example, if I didn't understand, if I didn't do my own healing journey work, there was no way in hell that I could see my childhood and upbringing from a different perspective. Because otherwise you would always think about your childhood and your parent in the same light that you have always seen them, which is your wounded and hurt self. So pre-healing, Evelyn was, my dad's an asshole. You know, my mom's a bitch. Like they never let me do anything. They always have control. And then after healing, it was like, oh my God, like my mom and dad were doing the best that they could with what they had. They didn't have much money and they had to put food on the table. They had to take care of themselves. So do you see how it, it, it made me, I had to see myself in a different light to then be able to see them in a different light. Does that make sense? Yes. Does that help? I, was that what you're looking for? I, I like that a lot. Because I definitely, looking back, I can register. So we were like a single income family. It was just my mom working. And so we like had no money. But like even at the time I was, well, she's doing the best she can. And then when I started working, I could help. But I was just, we didn't have anything, but we always like had like a roof. So looking back, I'm like, we were, we were doing the best we could. It could have been a lot better if my parents had, if my father had worked or anything like that. There are things that as a Mm -hmm. kid, I was like, why isn't, why aren't we doing any of this? And looking back, I'm like, I kind of get why it wasn't. And one of them had to be home with me. But these were things that I did not even care to hear about until I was in my 20s. I was like, of course. Because for me, most of my friends, they were both, like, had both parents working. So they were, like, doing after school things. And now when I look at it, and I have all these friends that have kids, I'm like, oh, kids are effing expensive shit I don't no wonder somebody had to be home because we wouldn't have been able to afford childcare. and exactly I have days where I justify it like that and I'm also like well when I got older and I could have been home by myself we could have done different things but I do see now having like struggled financially like just on my own I'm like oh shit my mother had to do this for three people shit that was a whole, that was probably a nightmare because people are expensive. Things I didn't understand as a kid. Things cost money. Now as an adult with four cats, lots of shit costs lots of money. But I did not come to that conclusion until I started being like, I can't just hold everything in from my childhood. I, I have to work through this because I was trashing every relationship that I had because I was just copying my parents' shitty marriage. I just wrecked all of it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it because I was like, oh, I'm doing something totally different than what my parents did. No, I was doing the same exact fucking thing. And what you're sharing is what majority of people go through. It's what everyone goes through. And inherited family trauma, like everything that you're telling me, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Like I wouldn't, like you didn't even have to tell me that. And I could have literally told your life story. Like that's the, the craziest thing about childhood wounds and inherited family trauma and the work that I do with my clients is that once I start asking you a couple of questions, um, it's like a puzzle piece. It's kind of like, you know, when we write programs for our clients, it's so easy. Like we, they tell us like, you know, their body weight and they tell us their age. And then in our minds, it's almost like we already know what they're going to look like three months if they follow the program. That's exactly what it's like for like the wound, the healing work that I do with my clients. Like I ask you one, two, three, you tell me those answers. And I'm like, Oh, this is exactly why this is happening. And the thing is that 
you know, I think the beautiful part about this is when you make the realization, because then instead of feeling like you were trapped or feeling like there was something wrong with you, you finally free yourself because you realize that it wasn't your fault. You realize that it was never because they didn't love you. It was because we just had wounded parents who were trying to do the best that they can with what they had. And then if they had shitty parents and it's like shitty parents trying to teach other parents how to be a parent. So it's like shitty parenting that gets passed down. And it's like, we're just a byproduct of what our parents were able to support us with you know what I mean and like I think the beautiful part about doing this work with my clients is like what you just did helping you see your life in a completely different light and 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 in a a light where it empowers you because now you're like wow I'm a fucking bad bitch like I've gone through fucking hell and back I have an amazing family um it, it wasn't always amazing but it gets to be now you know healing is an ongoing journey and so when you start healing your relationship with yourself, that energy naturally goes off to your parents. And then that goes off to other people around them. And there's not been a single person who I've worked with who's had a shitty parent, like relationship with their parents and their parents didn't slowly start coming around. Because at the end of the day, even if you had nothing, I feel like every single parent in one way or another, like they still love their children. Even if it doesn't show, even if they don't consciously say it, it's there. It's like in the body. But sometimes like if they, if you weren't given any love, how do you know how to give love to your your people you know what I mean so what I'm noticing in this generation of working with a lot of millennials and a lot of my clients in their 30s 40s 50s um it's a lot of us healing ourselves and then we're actually helping our parents and our grandparents heal and then we're also breaking the generational pattern of it moving forward so I feel like this is an amazing shift that's happening in the world because no one's really talked about inner child or like inherited family trauma really up till around now. And like, there's so much healing that's being done and it's so beautiful. Yeah, as far as I was concerned until like maybe five years ago, inner child work was not a thing, didn't know what any of that meant. And it's just like such a, people are so scared to talk about bad things that had happened to them or like anxiety or depression or where those triggers things come from because somehow they just feel like it only happened to them and they're just so isolated and no one's gonna understand. And as I've opened up about things, I'm like, this happens to so many people. This happens to so many people. Why are we not sharing? Why are we not connecting? Like, why are we not getting down to that deeper level? Because we're all just desperate for deep communication and deep relationships with people. And we're just so scared that all these things that happened to us when we were kids, again, not your fault. You're so ashamed and scared of these things that happened to you as a kid that no one could love you as an adult because you didn't feel loved as a child. If I had known this like 12 years ago, there's so many things that could have been different, which is why I was like, I need to get you on here because I know people need to hear this. People need to know that it is natural to have those things. It is it is okay to be on a healing journey and it doesn't have to happen overnight. Like Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't go from like childhood wounds to like everything is perfect in like a day. It is intentional work, but it is, and it will, you'll probably cry. Just gonna be real. You're probably going to cry, but you're going to feel good at the end of it because you're going to get to release 
those things and being able to release things. So nice. You don't need mm-hmm. to bury everything anymore. You can just let it go and mm-hmm. let that hold go, which is yep. awesome. So yep. since you are so, so about communication, I've, I've learned so many things about how to communicate, listening, how you can ask people if they need support, things like that. Mm-hmm. What are just like some of your like go-to tips for building better relationships with other people, like communicating. How do you help people be better with other people? Yeah. So the first three, I mean, the first one is like heal. Like I will always say that is the basis of everything. Start healing yourself first because then you start seeing yourself in a different light. And then when you start identifying like your own wounds and your language patterns and your limiting beliefs, it's much easier for you to identify it with other people. And so then it allows you to, it's almost like it allows you to have conversations with people on a clearer slate because oftentimes what's happening right now is that we're having conversations with people at very face value, right? We're taking the things that they say and we're just like running with it. But as you know, the things that we say is accumulation of old patternings, old thoughts, old beliefs, wounds, and trauma. So when you can help identify, when you can identify when you're talking to someone, oh, like that's just their wound speaking. Like it's not them actually being an asshole. You know what I mean? Then, and then, so it helps you identify. It helps you have more compassion towards them. When you can have more compassion, it's a lot easier for you to express and communicate with emotion. A lot of us are very uncomfortable with our emotions. So we never really go past like, hey, how you doing? Like, okay, moving on. It's like, now it's like, oh, Hey, like what's going on? Like, I, I know that you said that you're okay, but I kind of hear in your voice, like it doesn't really sound okay. And then do you see how like that conversation naturally is able to go deeper now, whereas it probably couldn't before. So step one is like healing. It allows you to have more compassion towards other people. And number, number two slash three is like, really ask yourself, like, how do I listen to people? Do I actually take the time to listen to people and really listen to what they're saying? instead of like constantly just trying to respond. Like, I feel like we're always in a space state of like wanting to respond and give advice, but sometimes people just want to like talk and they just want to be heard. And so we're spending too much time trying to respond instead of just understanding. So that's number two slash three. And then the last one is like, be really, really thoughtful and take your time with responding. People don't need you to be like, boom, 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 respond right away. If it takes you a little bit more time to like collect your thoughts and give them a better response, then let them know, be like, you know, something that I always send people is like, Hey, I'm going to respond to this, like either a later today or tomorrow, just cause this, the energy, like I, I want my energy to be in its right place before I respond back to you, because otherwise it would not be the response that you deserve. And so when you can actually prioritize how you respond to people, it really takes that communication the next step further. So healing, listening, and responding. Those are so good. I love when you were talking about asking someone like if they're really okay. I've kind of been lucky because I've moved so much over the last 10 years that like my main core of friends live in another state and I hardly see them, but we text every day and I can know Mm. in one sentence how they phrased it and if there's a period or not, what is wrong, Mm -hmm. what's going on. And just like learning that about people is so key. So like they can say that they're okay. How did they write this text? Oh, I can Mm -hmm. know. And then you can dig deeper and it's something that's taken years to cultivate. I don't even know how to cultivate it with new people on that level. And now that I'm living, we're living in the middle of a pandemic, I just don't see any other humans in person. So Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for text messaging and things like that because I'm more a 
like written words person. I'm like, oh, I can give you a good response, but I am so bad. If you call me on the phone with like a like a real problem, I'm gonna be like silent. Just let me think mm -hmm. about it. Let me just like literally, I'll be like texting what I want to say and then I'll read it to them. So I think that's so, so important because we do just live on that surface level of like, well, how are you? Fine. Mm -hmm. Are you really fine? Are you, are you actually fine? Yeah. And there's always that fear of, do you really want to know? Like, are you even like in a place where you can listen to someone? Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important. Thoughtful response. Like if someone tells you something super heavy, you can, you can pause so that you can give them something important. Like, we do live in a super instant gratification, respond, 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 being super yeah. available, but that's not always the best. And it is definitely a habit that I have had to learn to break because I, I lived my whole life with my phone volume on and whether or not I was sleeping or not, if my phone went off, I would reply to someone. I would just like dream text people. I'd be like, oh, message, reply. And I'd read it in the morning and be like, what did I just say? So we are the end of November when we're recording this. It's like winter. We're almost out of 2020. Not that I think 2021 is going to be a whole lot better because our lockdowns are not going nearly as well as I think any other lockdowns are going. So I mean, my state will probably go back into lockdowns. Is like where you are, do you guys have super intense restrictions? Um, No, it's not too bad right now. I think we're pretty open. We are, and it's gone badly. <laughs> we opened and then they're like, oh, look, 100,000 cases. Ooh, there were so many cases in my city this week. And I'm just like, uh, hand sanitizer, don't go outside. So we're living through quite possibly, hopefully the only pandemic of our lifetime. And that has shaped a lot of 2020 for a lot of people. And you've mm -hmm. seemed to have thrived. I've loved watching like all of it. What are you most looking forward to as we go towards the end of 2020 into 2021. I feel like you've released like a million different things in the last like week for like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, just like so many ways that people can work with you. Like what is, what is that looking like going yeah. forward? Uh, I love this question because, you know, I'll, there's been a lot of pivots that has happened in my life in terms of like healing. The thing is that healing journey, it's like its own little journey and then you kind of have to adapt to it. And so um, I'm really excited to just continue getting this work out there in as many hands as possible. You know, it's going to get to this point where I'm not going to be able to work one-on-one -on -one with people anymore and I'm going to need to be able to teach my work and, you know, strategies to other people. But I think for the time being, it's just, you know, I have my inner child healing mini course. I'm loving offering these master classes that, you know, allow people to come on and really get a feel for this work. And then for them to realize like, wow, it's really not as scary as I thought it to be in my head. And then just wanting to connect with me, you know, I'm on social media, I'm on Instagram, on YouTube, Evolve with Evelyn. And I'm just really like, again, just trying to get this work out there, getting inner child healing and work in as many hands as people, um, inherited family trauma, and just helping them start to see themselves in a different light. Because, man, when the world starts going through a healing journey together, it's just so much healing is going to be done, so much more compassion, so much more love, so much more joy. And this is really what we need right now. So yeah, I'm really excited. It's um, The feedback has been amazing. People who have gone through the programs, like it's been life-changing. I've had a hundred percent success rate so far and I plan to keep that going and yeah you know just being on more podcasts like this and just sharing my gifts so thank you for having me on 
She's such a badass, y'all. I will have all of her info linked in the show notes so that you can find her, follow her. She has so many good resources, y'all. Like, not only does she have the fun infographics where you can read it and be like, oh, I get it. Like, she's got captions. No joke. I have so many screenshots. Like, you're gonna... You're gonna need it and you don't necessarily even know when something is gonna click. There's just so many moments I have where I'm like, oh gosh, yes. Yes. So I love that and everyone will find you and it will be amazing. Yeah. Um, And for everyone on this who's listening, um, my inner child healing mini course that I talked about, it's normally at 97. So for you guys only, I'm giving you guys a very specific discount code for you to save 50% off and it's code EVOLVE, E-V-O-L-V-E. And this, yeah, like this inner child healing course, like whether you're in fitness, maybe you're working with Cass or maybe, you know, you're just in business or wherever walk of life you're at, this is going to support you in that journey. So if you have any questions about that, then feel free to let me know. Perfect. That will definitely be in the show notes and you should all take such advantage of it. Try to bring y'all the best coaches with the most resources so that you can keep going in all of your journeys, whether that's in business, whether it's in healing, whatever it is, that is what we are here to bring y'all. So I love to finish out with, if you could go back to your younger self, 15, 16, what is probably the biggest piece of advice that you would give yourself? You're just like sitting down and you're like, okay, here we mm-hmm. go. Let's let's change some, change the ju- trajectory with this yeah. knowledge. I would probably just say I love you. Like, and, and truly like look in her eyes, hold her, tell you I love you. And it's literally going to be okay. And not end that conversation until she truly feels it. Because at the end of the day, it's always going to be okay. Our 15, 16 year old selves are usually the most wounded. We're in the most impressionable time. Um, And sometimes we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, into adulthood. And I think the one thing that I will say is like, I love you and you're going to be okay. You're much stronger than you think. And this is all going to be over so, so soon. Yeah. 16 16-year-old me would not have believed that I would have lived this long, let alone that I was doing it. And so I just think it's so, I love to ask this, like to see what people would go back and say. And I recorded a couple others earlier this week and basically the vibe is you are enough and it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And I know in 2020 and in the depths of so many things that we think maybe it's not going to be okay, but we are alive right this second we are breathing air and that in and of itself is beautiful and that means that there is opportunity to change to grow you don't have to be stuck in what you have been stuck in there's no need for it there's just there's not if you don't like something that's going on you can work through it and you can find amazing people like miss evelyn here and Just so many resources are available thanks to Google and the internet. So it's like you can do so many good things. And I'm so excited for everyone listening to this to have this knowledge, to know that it's okay to work on your healing. And if you don't know where to start, I just handed you the person to start with. And I am just so, so thankful that you took the time to hang out with me today. Yay. Thank you so much for having me on. 